0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We're happy you can join us once again. My name is Sam. Mugsy is with me. Mugsy, how are you doing? What's up, partner? How you doing? I'm doing well. The weather in Charlotte um, is incredible. Yeah. Toast. Toast to you. There we go. <laughs> there you
1: go. I hope you went to the grocery store.
0: Uh, I still need to do that. Still need to do that. Been slipping. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh. That's the- what single man's do. <laughs> yeah. I, I may have to order some in. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big up Harris Teeter down the street from me. I'm, I'm, I need I need to go on a run. Um, yeah. Uh, the weather's great. Uh, Hornets kind of ups and downs um, lately. But before we get into all the NBA stuff, it's been we had some like just crazy sports news today involving Tiger Woods. Um, we're recording this just before six on Tuesday night. So the situation may develop as you hear this um, tomorrow, Wednesday. But um, yeah, Tiger Woods involved in a pretty serious looking car wreck. Um Details are still coming out, uh, but yeah, like, so best wishes to Tiger and his family as they kind
1: of manage this frightening experience. Yeah, yeah, it's very um, frightening, as you just mentioned, you know, for a man that's been through so much who was just starting to turn it around. You know, such a good man, a good father, uh, as well as a good friend to a lot of individuals. And uh, I've got an opportunity to meet Tiger. Fight a couple of times and he's just a, a great individual and, you know our thoughts and prayers are with him as he go through this uh, this journey in terms of trying to you know, get back on his feet with you know we don't know what the details are um, with the car incident so yeah, you know, we got him and his family in our prayers
0: yeah most definitely um again I got, there's no way to segue properly from from that to basketball um you know it, basketball is not life and death real life is so hopefully things with tiger go well um looking at the court um and just nba news in general um demarcus cousins was waived by the rockets it seems that that franchise is looking to go in a different direction um on the court giving boogie some opportunity some time to find a new home this season um before we talk about whether or not the hornet should go after him uh, how do you feel? Have you, have you had any interaction with uh, with Boogie at any point? And
1: what do you think of him as a player? Oh, uh, Yeah, I had uh, a quite some time. Well, I almost say a lot of opportunity, but man, Boogie came across each other, especially in the hostile when he was injured. Uh, he'd been around and, and, and we had uh, some sort of intervention in terms of what we do with the uh, care factor and with the NBA. Um, we have some seminars where we keep groups together, and he was part of our group, and I got a really opportunity to get to know him. And um, you know, always he's—they always say he's an introvert, you know, especially out on the court. Got that love to speak his mind, but I think both sides are in—in—is in, in, co- a win-win situation. You know, they're giving him an opportunity for a veteran player like himself to find another team to possibly you know a team that maybe for contend. And um, because he did have health issues and he's starting to turn that corner and seem to be playing some really solid basketball he was doing that, you know, when he was at Houston before they released him. So let's hopefully he can find a team that fits his needs and, and hopefully it's a team that, again, possibly at this stage in his career can contend for a championship.
0: The podcast will continue in a second i just want to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors betonline.ag football might be over but nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing and the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag maybe you like the way the hornets are playing and you want to put a little money on them well you can do that here betonline even covers awards tv shows and reality tv BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. What do you think about the potential um, of, of um Boogie Cousins coming to the Hornets and just like how he well, we would fit in with this team and what they're
1: trying well, to accomplish this year. Well, Boogie Cousin old skill set would have fit in perfectly with these young guys. And uh, at the stage of his career right now, I don't know if how well he's moving to a degree, but he still he's capable and he can contribute. And he'll be a big you know body in the middle. Uh, he's still can rebound. Um, getting out on screens, I don't know if that's uh, a, a focal point in his career at this point. But you know, I think uh, the Hornets need someone in that middle. Additionally, um, likely someone can get up and down the floor who can protect the rim, uh, not so much who can score and and stretch the, the defense, but someone more or less who can protect that rim to get that transition game going more. And because uh, they got an excited up up tempo type of team, and uh, and it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and I th- if it's not Boogie, that position, I think, could do with some new blood. Um, Vernon and Nick seem to be doing well in the G League, um, in the G League bubble, but it's the G League bubble. We don't know how that translates. These guys need playtime. If they're with the main roster, they probably wouldn't be playing as much, so I don't want to put too much pressure on them like right now to contribute at, uh, at the NBA level, but I don't know. We're getting close to the deadline. March is right around the corner. Um, I'm really curious if the Hornets do, a, do something um, just to fortify the roster because this team looks like we can make the playoffs and may need a, We the, the roster isn't complete at this stage.
1: No, it is not complete, and I think they will. Uh, I'm quite sure they got their eye on quite a few players that's out there. I don't know who, but, you know, multiple players that can kind of fit what they're already putting together and that fit the players, especially the core players that they have. And the direction that they're going, uh, Melo seems seem comfortable now. Starting, mm-hmm. um, he's really getting the feel of the you know, the the the, the tempo of that game, um, and, and the guys are feeding off of it. You know, T. Roger is shooting lights out, and as well as Gordon Hayward was playing pretty good basketball. And P. J. Washington. And so you know, these as well as Miles. I can't leave out Miles. Yep. Uh, but these guys have all been playing uh, some really solid basketball, exciting basketball. You yeah. know. You just got to, you know, gotta stay healthy in order to complete the task.
0: Yeah, and we um the health the health issue is a is a big one. We just lost Hayward for a little bit, potentially. He's questionable with the was it right hand contusion? Yeah, right mm-hmm. hand contusion. Devontae is still nursing a knee injury. He's officially ruled out for Wednesday's game against the Suns, I believe. Am I, am I making the stuff up? Yes, yeah, the Suns. Uh, Yes. Which, by the way, I'm 31 years old and I like to go to bed early. These (laughs) West Coast start times (laughs) really mess with me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at uh, Friday. uh, There's a one on Monday against the Blazers at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. I am not looking forward to that. I'm a watch, but I don't like it. I just want to make that known if Adam Silver is listening, stop that. I get it. Time zones, you got to make it work. I get it. But I'm just yeah. being selfish. I don't. 1030 on a Monday is crazy.
1: Yeah, you got to drink your coffee, stay up a little later, <laughs> you know, because that's what it is. You know, you're going to the West Coast game. They, they present opportunity for those folks back there to get home yeah. and, and relax and, and then gather themselves so they can enjoy the game. And just unfortunately for us, it's a little later than we had wanted, you know, they expected, it. but it's exciting. I'm looking forward to that game too. You know, it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to the matchups that, that Mellow faces with these guards, you know, with the, uh, Mike Conley and, and you know, that they, that Stephen carries, you know, have the opportunity to play this time around and, you know, going up against Damian Lillard. So this would be yeah. good for him to be seeing these type of guards, you know, because this is what he strived to be, you know, better, if not better than them. So uh, it, it's good to see him really compete against these type of uh, level competition with these guys.
0: Well, uh, when you were playing, how did you manage the the time zone distance? I mean going from east Coast to west Coast is easier because you're staying up later versus west to east, right? Um, unless yeah. I'm completely making that up. Uh, did you have any was there any like as you you know got more comfortable to the in in the
1: league like getting
0: used to time zone differences or anything like that?
1: I mean, yeah, especially once you get to that city, you know, that that, that town and that state, I mean, it becomes just, again, you know, you get accustomed to the time. Um, you get it just the only time that you really feel it when you're in Denver <laughs> at the mile high, you know, the mile high, you know, that, that altitude it really does something to you and it, it drains you. And I think they use it to their advantage, too, because the third quarter, everybody's kind of and they still going. Um, but the um, but other than that, you know, you really your body adjusts, you know, you you know, like say you professionals, you got to be ready to play. And, um, can't be hanging out all hours of night, which they do. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so that lets you know that, you know, they understand and everybody understand what time to be ready for game time.
0: Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. If you're a sneaker seller, they got you covered. eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 and up, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Now back to the podcast. The Hornets had a lot of time to get ready for the Warriors. Um, Six days between the Spurs game and the Warriors game. And uh, because of the COVID postponements Mm -hmm. and that game, that Warriors game, like already started off crazy. Like Steph was warming up, looking like he was going to play. And they pulled him. He wasn't feeling well. They said it was non-COVID related. And mm-hmm. um, he left the game already off to a wild start. Um, and then it just continued from there. The Hornets won, 102, 100. Uh, the last the score doesn't tell the full story of how no, the game guess. ended. Um, Draymond Green. I mean, let's, 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 let's start with Draymond Green, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, jump ball. Hayward grabs it. He calls timeout. Um Demarcus is like is going for the ball as well. Uh there's maybe some question about when he called timeout. Uh Demarcus felt he didn't before he should have been a jump ball. Uh but he lost his cool. Uh got Dray- a double tech. Draymond, Draymond. Yeah. oh sorry, what'd I say? Demarcus. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Draymond Green yeah. lost his cool. And um got a double tech, got ejected. Terry hits gets two free throws, hits them both, ties the game. So let's mm. stop there for a second. Um that moment where Draymond Green went off, basically.
1: Uh, What went through your mind when he he saw that? How crazy that was, you know, and how that costed Golden State, the game, you know, especially in that situation, knowing that your star player is not on the floor and, and Clay's been out and you guys are trying to, you know, build wins and put yourself in a situation and being a veteran, understanding that, Particular time of the game, knowing that there's only seconds left in the game, regardless if you didn't get the call or not, you're still up to, you know, and then to go ahead and go on a rant, a little rampage and a tantrum and and cause your team to not only get two technical fouls, not one, two, Mm -hmm. to tie the game, to give them the ball back to where they have the opportunity to win the game. I mean, that's very, very uncalled for. And I'm quite sure that the coach, I mean, he said it best. He said he crossed the line, you know, he crossed the line in that situation. And Draymond should know better because wins are hard to come by in the NBA, regardless of who they are, they're hard to come by. And that situation, it was uncalled for. I mean, it was truly uncalled for, regardless of the call went the other way. He had no right to really, you know, go to that route. And I know, and I met, I know, I know Draymond, I met him. He's a really nice, nice young man. I mean, really has a great passion for the game and passion for his teammates. And, and he put passion, you know, in everything he does. But I think him himself, if you look back in his whole situation, he probably would say with that, probably should have did it a little differently, you know, because I did cost our team the game.
0: He was, uh, he was talking today uh, to the media about it. And you get, could, you could hear the remark, the remorse, um, he seems pretty determined to not let that happen again. Um, so you, you know, you understand the weight of it. You know, um, whether you disagree with the call or not, like you can't do that and uh, cost your team a win like that. Um, and you know what? To Terry's credit, hit both of his free throws and then did a madness, uh, uh, yeah, that's, huge shot from <laughs> for the game win.
1: But that's been him all season. You yeah. know, he once he loves those moments. He's you know he he rushing in those moment because. You know, he don't care being the hero the go, but in that situation, you know, it wasn't going to be nothing but overtime if you don't miss, I mean, if you don't make it. But he's still willing to take that shot. And T has no fear and um, and having that ability to create your own shot. And especially when you lost it and be able to regain it and have the balance to still, you know, have the focal point to be able to put it in the basket. You know, that lets you know that, you know, he's been ready since day one. Just the season start that he was locked in, and he's in, you know this, he's 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 proven the type of season that he's having. You know, he's having a non-star season, really. You know, just unfortunate that you have other guards that's having just a little slight better.
0: Yeah, uh, thirty six points uh, for him in that Warriors game, and uh, Hornets needed every one of them. So big up Terry, man. That was great. That was Good fun to story, watch.
1: Man. That was really fun to watch on uh, yeah. on a Saturday.
0: And he's then, been uh, on the road the
1: last four games, not to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, But of he's been on the road the last four games. I mean, Avson pretty much. Uh, I think uh, I believe it was you know, the best in the franchise history in terms of the role that he's been on in the four game stretch that he's been on. You know, I don't think anybody averaged more thirty six or thirty five plus more game, uh, points to him on a four or five game stretch.
0: Yeah, he's he's been like, he's been so so key, so key. Him and Hayward. Um, when, when, if PJ's having an off night, miles, even Mel having like, we pretty much can rely on Hayward. We're like, we're living off of Hayward or Terry stepping up basically. And their veteran leadership being playoff proven players as well. Like veteran, like it's great for these young players as well too. It's like, I really like the makeup of the team and Mm -hmm. it's, you see it kind of, um, like blossom, I guess, as the season goes on. Um, on the Hayward front, he went down in the fourth quarter of the Jazz game uh, with a the, with the hand injury um, that fourth quarter. Oh, man. Uh, how do I say it's nice? Yeah. Uh, no, was,
1: yeah. You know, we don't want that to be a common thread, even, you know, him constantly going down. But uh, gratefully, or, uh, luckily and gratefully that it's not long, you know, yeah. it's still a situation. And, uh, you know, Hayward's a tough guy. You know, if he can – Find a way to get on that court, he'll be out there.
0: And um, he, was, he was having a, a pretty good game, to say yeah. the least. Uh, 21 points before he left in 25 minutes on 9 and 15 against his former team. So that, that was really good to see. And that that game, that the Hornets stepped up big time against a really good Jazz team. I mean, yeah. I
1: think. It, Believe I, it or not, the, the score was tied. Yeah. You know, and it was. Then all of a sudden they went on that run. Um, but going into that fourth quarter, you know, it was a real close game. And I, I, I really – I
0: don't know if – like if Hayward doesn't get hurt, I got to imagine the result is very different. So I don't want to kill the Hornets too badly for blowing this opportunity. And also considering the Jazz are the best team in the West. like They're the best record. Like it's not yeah. – you know, you can't give them any room to catch up because they will and they did. Just bombing threes like Niang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh ben Donovich, Clarkson, everyone getting involved. Ingalls, uh, they hit how many they hit? Uh, 28, 28 of them. Yeah. Franchise yeah, records. Record. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's been kind of a theme, um, for the Hornets this season the perimeter yeah. defense. They're last in the league right now. Well, they're tied for last in the league right now. Um, in opponents' three pointer attempts with 41. The league average is 35. Um, opponents are making 15 threes a game against them, the second worst in the league, um, compared to the Pelicans. The Pelicans are the worst in, in the in the league when it comes to opponents yes. making threes. Um To be fair though, yeah, the Hornets are middle in the pack as far as opponent three point shooting percentage. So there's mm-hmm. some silver lining there. But what do you make of what's going on? And if you were playing the Hornets, would you be like, All right, yo,
1: we need to we need to heave up some threes because we'll get some three point opportunities here. Well, well, if that's the makeup of your team, you know, your strength of your team, especially the three-point line has been very emphasis in in, in the game. I mean, that's, that's what people pretty much kind of look at, at the analytics, more threes than twos. You know, you'll come out on top. So that's why you see a lot of teams that are attempting so many of them. Um, and if you know that going into it, you know, you got to know who the shooters are and you got to run them off that line and hopefully that, you know, you take your chances on them missing the two as opposed to, you know, not even attempting to get a hand up on the three point, you know, so can't have wide open threes and no attempt to try to, you know, defend it and allow them to shoot it. Because as you just mentioned, you know, they're one of the worst at it, you know, in terms of giving those type of shots up and not on that teams are making them.
0: Yeah. And I know um in, In my live chat, in my comment section on YouTube, um, everyone talks about centers or adding more front court depth, which is fair, Um, but it seems like another move move may need to be made to help solidify things defensively around the perimeter. Um, I don't know who is available, who is out there. I don't know what the Hornets would be willing to give up, but... Do you envision any like any reinforcements, um, you don't have to name any specific
1: names, but is that, do you think it's an area that the Hornets should look at fortifying? I mean, you're going to have to. I mean, if you're trying to get to that next level, you got to continue to see what you have um, and, and what that all means in terms of the potential, especially with your core guys, mm-hmm. how that fits going forward. And can we keep, uh, we are a contender with the core with these players um, or we need to try to address it to where we need to become, you know, much better in those areas. And I think they understand that. Um, not to take away from Cody and or and Biz Mac, because they don't, mm-hmm. you know, extremely well what they capable of doing. But you need a rim protector. You need somebody that really can um, lock down that middle, uh, get those guys in that transition game a lot more sooner, and you know. Because I think that's the type of uh, style that they want to hang their hats on. And, um, and and when they're doing it, I mean, they they, have, they one of the best at it in the, in the NBA. And it's hard to stop them.
0: Yeah, and um, we got Devin Booker next, a guy who likes to shoot the three. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully things uh, <laughs> get a little tighter around the uh, three-point line. Because um, I, I do like the Suns team. Um, I like the makeup yeah. of it. They have a lot of potential.
1: Um, CP changed the whole culture yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so the, the Hornets have the Suns next. Got a rematch with the Warriors. So that's going to be fun. A lot of narrative going to that. Hopefully we get to see Steph in that one. Because as a fan, you know, yeah, I felt robbed. I like hope he's like as a fan of basketball, I felt robbed not seeing Steph play against the Hornets, especially in Charlotte. And And can you imagine what he was going through, too, not being able to play in Charlotte? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. So maybe he he may make up for it um, next Friday. (laughs) And and then uh, so, yeah, the Suns on Wednesdays, listen to this Friday. They got the Warriors um, and then the Kings um, and then the the Blazers again that Monday. And then we got the Timberwolves and the All-Star break. So five games left before the break. Um, I guess generally, what uh, what are you hoping to see from the from the Hornets? I guess bef- just to close out this stretch. Like, do you think we see Devonte? Um, if I know his knee injury with, with standing, obviously, I, I me kind of like I in my head, I kind of want him just to kind of just chill. Like, we'll see you yeah. in, after the All Star break, take the time, get healthy, don't rush back. Um, how do, how you what do you want to see? I guess what are your thoughts about the
1: the last like stretch here before the break? Well, I think they will make some kind of decision on that with Devontae, you know, not to rush him back. There's no need to rush him back, Um, especially if you're not 100%. You know, you got Melo right now. Melo's really holding down the fault. He's playing some really solid basketball, but you do need somebody else to come in and relieve him at times. And they do have that mixture with Malik Monk is now starting to feel himself and understand that he isn't part of the rotation. Man, he's really putting it up and, and having really, you know, some good opportunities and putting the ball in the hole. So, you know, I really would kind of hold him, looking at the severity of his injury. I mean, I know it's not a a, a way to where he's going to be out months, but if it's something to where you can kind of hold him back for just another week or so and you can get that much stronger. And then we got the All-Star break coming up. he coming back even more. Got a lot more rest. So, I think that's the smart way to go, smartest way to go. Um, but they know more than I do, so they got their pumps on, on on that situation. And um, I, with the game situation, I think they need to take it one game at a time mm-hmm. and look at the games that they can get because they can get any one of these games. Yeah. You know, they can get any one of these games. It's going to be tough to get Phoenix. You know, they're coming off a big win. Um, but, again, the style of play they have and, and the way they play, it all depends how we defend and, and how we able to, you know, score as well, put the ball in the basket. And then, of course, you know, you got Sacramento. You know, they still, you know, they up and down with this West Coast team. They got some really young players with Harrison Bars and, and Fox up there. So, um, yeah, and uh, Halliburton, uh, the and other, Halliburton, like, rookie that's really yeah, killing it
0: right now. Yeah.
1: yeah, and Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Hill, you know. So you got some guys that's up there that's still, you know, looking to make names for themselves, and it's going to be a good – opportunity for those guys to really go out and compete and so, like I say one game at a time and hopefully you can kind of get two or three out of it you know but you don't want to come away without one or two um because you want to feel like that's a
0: unsuccessful trip yeah um i'm looking at i'm looking at you minnesota they just got a new coach as far as their coach they got some things that's going right. on over there they the horns
1: the don't beat the timberwolves i'll be upset i'll be really yeah, upset about yeah, I want to see him get, a, you know, the king. I want to see him get to go to state. I yeah. want to see him all, but it's gonna be, you know, it's easy for me to say.
0: Oh <laughs> um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Wait, wait, it's much easier on this side. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah, I think that's everything on uh, on the docket, so to speak. Uh, Mugsy, is there anything else you want to get into before we say goodbye to everybody? Well, I mean,
1: gosh it's what's happening out there i mean we're trying to see I, I think we ended on a good one we got some good ones at the beginning um so i think we ended on a good one i ain't gonna add nothing to it all right cool cool awesome
0: well thank you every, thank you everybody for checking out the believe in Hordes podcast on the believe podcast network we really appreciate the support um on the show uh we're like we're over 10 episodes in it's flown by uh thank you muggy wow. for making time and, and being part of the show with me and um yeah, I think we're we're out of here. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe.